The darkness of the music of this podcast. Before we get into the episode, let me just explain a bit about what this is. So, this is the first ever recorded episode of Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, this podcast. When I first started asking people if they wanted to be on the podcast, I thought I should have kind of a test episode to send them so that they can hear what the podcast will be. This is that episode. So I enlisted my friend Mitch. Um, We had kind of a test interview and it turned out to be a really great interview and I was always eventually going to release it and that day has now come. So just a couple more things before we get into it. Firstly, you'll hear that the intro is very awkward (laughs) because it was my first time recording anything into a microphone. So enjoy that. And then secondly, Mitch calls me Dougie quite a lot in this interview. And and that's just based on my middle name being Douglas. And at some point during our time at NASDA, that got picked up and that kind of became my nickname. So that's why I'm called Dougie. So yeah, let's get into it. This is the 15th slash negative first episode of Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams guest starring my good bud, Mitch Anderson. Hello, and welcome to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, a podcast in which I, James Shearer, talk to inspiring and talented people in and around the New Zealand theatre industry and find out how they got that way. Today I am joined by my best bud, Mitch Anderson. Mitch and I were in the same year at NASDA. We studied together for three years and in that time, cultivated an amazing friendship that will last a lifetime. Mitch got his start in musical theatre when his drama teacher convinced him to play the lead role in their school musical, Big River. Mitch was more into sport than theatre at that point, but thought he'd give it a go anyway. Eight years later, he has spent three years at a performing arts university and has blossomed into the outstanding performer he is today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a conversation with Mitch on Broadway and other Kiwi dreams. Hey Mitch, how's it going? Hey, hey Dougie mate, um, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's really good to have you here mate. Uh, just so people at home know, we're recording this on, what is it, April 1st, uh, which is the height of the coronavirus pandemic, and unfortunately we can't be in the same room together. One, because of the pandemic, and two, because we're in different countries. <laughs> yep, that'll do it. Yeah. So we're on a Zoom call, and this is actually the first ever episode. And if you're listening to this in the future, um, welcome. Probably sounds really, really shit compared to the high-quality podcast that you're used to listening to. Uh, so Mitch. Dougie. How's this, uh, how's this time been for you? I'm not, not too bad. Not too bad, actually. I mean, we're only, what, a week in um, of lockdown here in New Zealand. But it's been pretty chill. We've kept ourselves pretty busy. Throughout the last few days, um, just doing random stuff like little mini projects. I even baked some bread the other day, which was awesome. Which bread. was interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was um quite tasty actually. It turned out better than I expected, but um yeah, just little things like that to just take the boredom away. Uh, we've been watching a lot of wrestling. That's been taking up a bit of our time. Playing a bit of games, you know, recording a bit of music, um, singing some songs and whatnot. So all in all, it's been been pretty good so far and we've still got another three weeks to go before we get out of this so you know ask me the same question two weeks time might be a bit different 
Yeah. So, Mitch, what's your favourite musical? Ah, uh, favourite musical? And it's, it's a very hard question, Dougie, because <laughs> there's, there's obviously so many musicals that people are into. Um, but I've written, I've actually written it down because I had to, couldn't stop thinking about them all. So I just decided I'd write one down and I'm just going to go with this one. Favourite musical uh, would probably have to be Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon, yes. Uh, you know, some people may disagree. I think a lot of people may disagree. Yeah, yeah, with the um, the message that it comes with. But, you know, it's cra- it's a crack-up music. It's, it it's It's funny. It's, it's got everything. Great singing, you know, great story. Well, the story could be better, to be honest. <laughs> but I'm... I'm um yeah I'm there for the comedy I'm there for the music totally I was actually quite lucky to see it went over to Brisbane last year it was amazing it was amazing you know I was you know I was in my chair singing along having a wee bop of the head you know to all the musical numbers that's what drew me into it nice what's your favorite song favorite song oh again tough tough question but probably Hasadiga Ebawai is a classic I just wanted to say that on the on the um on the mic Hasadiga Ibowai. Hasadiga Ibowai. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, probably yeah. I mean the whole all the all the songs in the musical are brilliant. But um there was one standout number it had to be that one. It's a banger. It, it is a banger. <laughs> so yeah. Favourite musical, Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon. Danny by that. Yeah. Were you into theatre from a young age? Well, interesting enough, no I wasn't. I didn't do my first musical until year eleven funny because i just took drama as as just a filler subject because i already selected the classes i wanted to do and then i had one spot left and i was like i'll just do drama just drama you know it'll be a bit of a laugh bit of a throwaway period i guess but yeah a few of my mates were doing it um so that that also pushed me towards that but i was mostly into sport around that time um and so you're you're doing cricket eh Cricket, cricket, rugby. That's the reason why I went to went to the college I went to is because it was sports heavy and not so much um, performing or you know musical heavy. Um, so initially, the main the main goal was to come out a cricket star or rugby star or something like that. And look at you now. Yeah, look at me now. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, year ten, end of year ten, we had like a show to do for NCA, NCA or something, and so I did that. And then the drama teacher was like, oh, you know, you should really, you should really look into this. You, you're pretty good at it. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just here to have a, have a good time, you know, have a bit of a laugh. And um, I think that's, you know, what made me so unique is that I didn't care what anyone thought. And so I was able to just open up and then, you know, have a laugh at the same time. And then she's like, you should take drama next year. And so I did. And I think it was during... That Christmas holiday, she asked me if I wanted to perform one of the lead roles in the the school musical. And at first I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to get so much hate for this. All the boys, because it's all boys boarding school. They're going to be um, people who are like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, that's not you. And so that's initially what I was worried about. Um, and so I kind of hummed and hard about it for a while and because she was on the phone she called me on the phone and I was like she wanted to answer there and then and I was I don't think she expected me to say yes just because I think you know she knew my my background but um I said yes <laughs> very you know very cautiously I was like, oh, yep yep I'll give it a go and then that year we would pretty much rehearsal started straight away as soon as we got back to school and before you know I was on stage singing 
And I was like, what the hell? What am I doing here? And by the end of the whole process, I was like, this is pretty cool. I come from a pretty musical family, not, you know, performing kind of musical theatre vibes, but more like country, country and western, that sort of folk music. So I would always had like a bit of a musical side to me. I played instruments, drums, guitar, all that sort of thing. Um, But yeah, never really sung, never really performed and acted on stage before and so at the end of the um the season it was big river by the way the adventures of huckleberry finn was my first ever musical yeah by the end of that show i was like yeah this is a bit of me i I like this and i was able to balance both sport and musical theater but year 13 got kind of more difficult i had to decide what i wanted to put more time and effort into and um, at this point i was taking singing lessons vocal lessons and stuff so I obviously chose the performing side of things. But yeah, my vocal teacher, she was the one who introduced me to NASDA. And she was like, what are you doing next? This is year 13. What are you doing next year? And I was like, I do not know. Haven't got anything planned. Um, And she just said, well, why don't you give NASDA a go? I hated the the fact of auditioning. I still hate auditioning for things now because it's such a daunting, daunting process. And... Mm. Uh, when when she said that, I was like, oh, no, I can't do that. This panel is going to be professionals, like, you know, hundies as singers, artists, and tutors. It's literally impossible. I'm not going to be able to cough up the guts to, to do that sort of thing. Um, but, you know, when push came to shove, like, it was getting you know, closer, like, middle of the year, more of the second half of the year. I was like, oh, shit, I, I want to do something. I don't want to be, you know, one of those guys who's just stuck and and doesn't know what to do with their life and I was thinking to myself I love I love performing I love singing I love being on stage I love the vibe um just give it a go apply to audition and you know if they get back and you you get a time slot or whatever then just do it and so um I did I did the audition um at first I didn't think I was going to get in because um they you know these guys are they don't they don't give anything away you you go and you sing a song you do a bit of bit of acting a bit of vocal tests and stuff like that but I, they don't give you anything a few months later got the call up from old uh, Angela Johnson welcome to Nesta you're in and I was like <laughs> my heart was pounding man my heart was pounding and um, did you think the audition went well like regardless of their yeah I think I did the best like because I, I I was so so worried about the audition, I wanted to get it perfect. M- me personally, I think it went well. Um, I don't know how they thought about the whole audition. Um, obviously, they thought it was alright enough to let me in. Luckily enough, I had a vocal coach at the time, so she took me through the best songs to do, simpler songs to do, and so yeah, I was luckily enough to lucky enough to have that on my side. Nice. Another question for you: What's your dream role? What's a role that was like written for you? <laughs> written, I don't know if it was written for me. It's um, <laughs> hard to hard to come across a role that suits a big multi man. But um, dream role, I've written I've written it down again, just you know. But I've written down two, so that probably doesn't help. Um, I've got got the Phantom from Phantom of the Opera, and Jean Valjean. Again, we're going mainstream here. Mainstream is mainstream for a reason. Exactly. Hey, exactly, Dougie. You're bang on there, mate. You're bang on. Um, but yeah, probably Phantom more so than Jean Valjean. 
Because you can hide half my face. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, both roles are physically and vocally demanding. Both journeys of each character is, is amazing. Not just, you know, not just the singing. Those would have to be my uh, two dream roles. If I had to pick one, probably Phantom. More so than John Rajon. Because yeah. you're quite into, like, opera singing as well, though. Eh? Uh, yes. Like, you like singing it, not necessarily. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. This is going to sound bad, but (laughs) I'm not a fan of watching the whole opera thing. (laughs) Yeah. It can get a bit tedious and boring, but the the vocal style, absolutely. The vocal style is, is, you know, it's amazing. And the control and technique that you have to have to be an opera singer is, you know, you take your hats off to them because it's not easy. Totally. Uh, Do you have a favorite role that you've played? Uh, ooh. You didn't put this on the sheet of questions, Doug. Um. <laughs> it's just come to me, you know. As a professional interviewer, um, yeah, things just come to me, you know. Yeah, no, off absolutely. Tip of my tongue, top of my brain hole. But yes, <laughs> that's what they call it. Um, uh, yeah, probably final year Nasda Hersholtz from Cabaret. That was probably the most challenging role I have ever done, but. In the end, I really enjoyed the process. It wasn't always oh, not an easy character to play. Jewish is a Jewish character, and you got this 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 Maori guy playing this Jewish character trying to ace a Jewish accent and stuff. It was a struggle. I'm going to tell you now that the process was a struggle. I got a I got a bit of a bit of heat from from that role. <laughs> wasn't doing well enough, and I knew it wasn't doing well enough. But then you did well enough. Yeah, it, it was it was enough. Just probably, yeah. Can you give the folks uh, a taste of, like, y- your favourite line? All I, all I remember is the song about a pineapple. <laughs> that's that's right. I, I, I remember seeing you naked as well, your butt naked on stage. That's right. I got the back end of that as well because when you came through that door, <laughs> I was on the other side of the door. And then, you know, you, you came in backwards. You opened the door and you came in backwards and I could just, you know, it was just all there. It was like, oof. There it is. The full moon was out. Full moon was out. Damn straight. Yeah, no, I'm, I've got the worstest memory, man. I can't remember lines, you know, from oh, My Fair Lady doing My Fair Lady. I've got, I think, one line in that, and I can't even remember it now. And we just did it what, <laughs> a few weeks ago. But um, it's probably the hardest role I've done. I hadn't, and that's not many because I haven't done many roles. Yeah, it's a good role. So back to life after school, obviously, we... We're in the same year at NASDA. Yes. How was that process for you? All in all, it was good. It was good. Um, I mean, of course, you come across challenges and stuff along the way, but hey, you know, it's, it's life. Um, and you learn from those challenges and it makes you a better person. It was, in terms of workload and stuff, it wasn't too bad. There's, there was always lull periods um, throughout the year where you'd have, you know, only little amounts of work to do. But then you have a month of just straight out, just rehearsals each night, uh, assignments due. I think they did the best they could with trying to organise that all. But yeah, I met some some great friends, um, met some great people, some good contacts to have as well. It was good. It was good. First year, first year I was a bit naughty. I didn't do as much as as well as I probably could have. Yeah, just just getting into it and yeah, yeah, just easing into it. Because, you know, I was, wasn't into musical theatre till about year year 11, year mm. 12 even. And um, this was all new to me. Everyone had like a background, like a strong background of musical theatre. I didn't. Oh, 
Dougie didn't. Nah. But he's natural. He's a natural at everything, so <laughs> you could just go into anything you want. Um. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of the same as you. Like, started in year 11 and went from there. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's majority. Majority of people had a strong musical background. Kind of felt like the outcast. Not gonna lie, it kind of felt like the guy who was just there, just to be there. It was all scary as well, because you know you don't know going in day one, you don't know what everyone's talents is, and you know and I was like, oh, this is real daunting, this is real scary because everyone can probably sing real well, can dance and act. So it was yeah, it was a daunting time, year one, year one, and so I was kind of just playing my way through the motions that whole year, uh, but even still, like I felt as if I could have done. A bit better. Could have put myself out there more. Could have handed my assignments on time. Could have done the work and stuff like that. Yeah, like hindsight is twenty twenty. I think everyone feels like that at some point. I think yeah. like every single person in that in our class would have felt like that on day one. They don't fit in because no one knows each other, of course. So. Exactly, exactly. But there's also this stigma around performers and artists, and especially musical theatre. Some of the egos get in the way, and I kind of knew that. I kind of knew that guy into year one. You've got to be careful, otherwise, you know, you don't want to go out and be like, oh, yeah, I can do this, I can do that. And I was, I was scared of that. I, I wasn't going to do that because I didn't know, like, what to expect. And so I knew to expect that these guys were going to be, you know, good performers and good artists and stuff like that. But um, so I didn't want to be that guy. So there was just something to be aware of. I think you're talking about me anyway, so. It's, it was you, the, the yeah. ego on this guy. Fuck. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> another theater question what's your dream miscast role like a role that you'd never be cast as like a female role a skinny white man role i've yeah i've got i've got a role here that i've written down once again billy elliott wow yeah well just because i guess it kind of resonates with me this is little kid he wants he's been pushed in one direction and he wants to go another way and so that kind of uh, resonates with me a little bit in terms of hmm. sports and musical theatre. And just, just, you know, he's got the talent to do what he wants to do. Like, you know, if he wants to dance, he can dance. And who should stop him from doing that? You know, if you've got a passion, then just, just go with it. doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. You know, you just got to do you. And that's, the, that's why I think I've chosen him, is because not only is he a badass dancer. Like yourself. She see me do a shoulder roll, man. <laughs> that's 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 a video. If you can like, if you can cut to that now, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> yeah, Once... I'll, I'll cut cut to the audio of Mitch doing a shoulder roll. Oh yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time. Um, but yeah, just his journey and his process, I guess, um, relates to me. And so, I yeah, I, I think yeah. I think that character relates to a lot of performers feeling that you're out of place, feeling that you're not good enough. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And think of all the pirouettes you could do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Three years at NASDAQ can barely do two. <laughs> can barely do two. Oh, actually, you can barely do one. Uh, moving away from theatre, your day job. What, was it parking enforcement? Parking agent? enforcement officer was officer. the, is the uh, correct title. As of three weeks ago, I um, started a new job working for Wilson's. Uh, before, I was doing parking enforcement, which is the guy that everyone loves 
who walks mm. around the streets and pings just cars. the most popular guy and i know on the streets that's just everyone you know everyone's got a nice way of, of of saying hi and everyone says thank you for allowing them to donate money to wilson's parking absolutely people yeah. people love us mm. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I was yeah parking. You could say a parking warden. So what's yeah, so, your what's your job now? So now I am um, maintenance slash technician, technical officer for for Wilson's Parking. So basically, that's just maintaining car parks, um, fixing machines. Uh, if one of them goes down, we we fix that. If there's a new client, we've got a new car park to set up. We we go and set that up. So that could be like digging holes, setting up fences. So it's quite a quite a physically demanding job the type of job i like so yeah but it comes with you know all the benefits company car company phone fat lot of use it is at the moment thing is we can't go anywhere that's true <laughs> yeah it's a good job I, I, i'm still in training so i've i'm yet to to do everything yet to be trained all the other stuff because there's so much more i've only done the real basic bare minimum kind of stuff my training got put on hold because of, of this whole um whole lockdown thing so mm. Yeah, looking forward to getting back into it. Only three more weeks. Yep. Seems like a, it seems like a short time, but it's probably going to drag on a bit. Especially if it goes longer. People's, yeah, people yeah. People stop being stupid. Yeah, people just, you know, don't stay inside, don't listen to old Jacinda. Stay safe, you know, just, it's not hard. Stay inside. If you need to go outside, go into your backyard or something, go for a walk around here. Just stay away from each other, you know? Uh, so speaking, speaking of the isolation... Um, yes. And you kind of briefly touched on the, the My Fair Lady. Uh, obviously, it was meant to open, what? On Friday, Friday night, the 3rd. Yeah, we're doing in, uh, the heat of tech week at the moment. I'm glad it hasn't been cancelled yet. Mm. Yeah, uh, depending a, lot of, a lot of things have been cancelled now. Yeah, right? yeah. So they've they've talked about postponing it to, to um, September. So, which is, you know, still a, fair, a few months away, but you, you never know. It'll be interesting to see if we go ahead with it or not. I'm hoping that we do. I think it's something that Christchurch will need. It'll be a great thing if it does go ahead because when the isolation finishes, people will be able to come to the theatre and come together. And... and that's what they want, you know. That's what people want to do. They want to get out of the house. They want to, you know, go go see entertainment. Hopefully we'll be there. We'll be like, yeah, here we are. We're here to perform. We love to perform. So, you know, we're going to share our, share our talents and, and everything with you. And hopefully, yeah, they'll love that. I think it was, I think it was the same with the earthquakes. Um, when we had a little get together with the the cast and crew of My Fair Lady, uh, they were talking about how the earthquakes, um, you know, obviously put everyone into a, a depression kind of thing. And so I can't remember what they said the show was. I think it was Priscilla, definitely a, a musical who was happy and huge and and whatnot, and people loved it. People loved it because they opened up um, pretty much, I'm not too sure how long after the earthquakes. When they put that show on, everyone everyone loved it. They were frothing of it because that's what they needed. They needed like another outlet, I guess, because, you know, they would have been feeling down about things. And what do you do when, you know, you're depressed? You go find something that makes you happy. Yeah, well, that's that's what I love about theatre just Mm. in general, even if, if there isn't a crisis, like if someone's is feeling down, if someone is feeling depressed theatre is kind of there for them to join with other people exactly. to watch this thing that people have created. And that's, you know, that's what we, that's why we love doing it. Yeah. You know, it's because we can put a smile on people's faces and we can make people feel 
a little bit better than they did before. Well, on that hopeful note, <laughs> I think that's a great place to end this podcast. Brilliant. Oh, well, Dougie, I tell you what, mate, it's been um, it's been good chatting with you. Um, uh, you know, sometimes you gotta have these chats, you know, just to see where everyone's at. I was planning, I was planning to do this anyway, even before this this all happened. And you know, everyone's in their home; they want mm. something to do, something to listen to, and something to give them hope. So, thank you so much to Mitchell Anderson for being on this podcast. Where can people find you? Um, on Instagram, Mitchy Boy. So it's M I T C H triple i b o triple i looks cool when you look at it but it probably it does doesn't sound cool, cool when i've you... seen it i've seen it in person <laughs> it looks great oh there you go uh that's probably the best place all right thank you so much mm. uh to mitch anderson for being on this podcast thank you to you for listening and until next time um see ya peace <laughs> hi thanks for listening I hope you enjoyed that first ever episode of Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams and all the awkwardness that came along with it, on my part of course. As Mitch said, you can find him on Instagram at MitchyBoy, that's M-I-T-C-H-I-I-B-O-Triple-I. You can also find the podcast on Instagram at and other Kiwi Dreams. Other places you can find the podcast are Facebook, Twitter, the website, Patreon, all those links are in the description so head down there and check them out and we'll see you in two weeks time with another episode another guest and another conversation see ya